Today, when we look around, we find women in almost every area of work. It is almost unimaginable now to think of a time and place where there are no female employees. And for that, we have our predecessors to thank for, who had marched and fought for our rightful place in the world. And since then, leaders all over the world has been working hard to provide an equal place to women and have been successful to a very large extent. This is Divya, and today, on 28th December 2020, I welcome four of my batchmates to Chapter 2 of Reflections, the podcast series of I Am Nagpur, where we are going to talk about women and workplaces. So now we have Ms. Fera. Hi, I'm a first-year student now in Nagpur, and prior to pursuing my MBA, I was with Cummins, India. I was working as data analysis engineer there. I have almost three years of experience. I've also uh, taken up the role of a women empowerment coordinator at Cummins. Then we have Soumya. Hi, uh, I'm another first year student at I'm Nagpur and as we call ourselves P1. And I have a, over a work experience of three years. I've been an application de development associate as, at Accenture. And I have worked for the Defense Forces of India at Bharat Electronics Limited, serving as a deputy engineer, designing various equipments. Then we have Bhagyashree. Hi, I'm Bhagyashree. Uh, I'm also a first year student at IIM Nagpur. So before joining the college, I was working as a digital marketing uh, and PR specialist at an advertising company. Uh, also telling something about myself, like uh, a very personal thing. Uh, I am a diabetic. I'm... I consider it as a very big achievement that I was able to fight this without taking any medicine. Yeah, that's about me. And finally, we have Vaishnavi. Hey guys, this is Vaishnavi. I'm first year student at I'm Nagpur. I have two years of experience. I was working as software engineer with Cognizant. And in my free time, I like to do skating and I do the horse riding too. Uh, during Cognizant, I worked as a POC for the offshore uh, team project. Okay, so hi everyone and welcome to Reflections. So before we joined college, we all have had some work experience. So I wanted to know with you guys that now that we see in our, in our colleges, the gender ratio is improving every year. So uh, while you guys were working, how was the composition, team composition then? How was the gender ratio there in the teams you have worked? In my team, the gender ratio was bad. It was uh, seven is to one. There are very few of us. It depends on the project also because uh, we had these kind of shifts, uh, shifts and all we had to manage. So most of the people doesn't opt for it. And uh, people who have a uh, family commitments and all, they usually don't prefer these kind of projects. That could also be a reason. It varies from the project to project and the kind of work that we involve in. Uh, right. Uh, I think so. I've worked... I've also interns, I'll say one of my internship experiences, there were no women on the floor at some point of time. I was the only female. It was very weird, uh, you know, to be on a shop floor, on a working floor and, you know, be the only woman. And then, you know, people are almost as amused by your presence as if you're an alien. So that does happen a couple of times. Uh, but but other than that, uh, in my work ex, uh, I would say in my team composition was not very great. There were times that, yeah, I also had like a six to one ratio. And there was one time that, you know, we had some high attrition. So uh, there was a 13 to one ratio where I was the only woman in the entire team. Uh, so that was there. Though they, they never made it awkward. They never were weirded out because I think our team was probably one which had like a low diversity. But there were other functions which were the electronics and 
uh, ECE functions and specific functions which had a very high generation balance. Uh, so that was it. The composition was mixed in my case. Yeah, just like Mosfera, uh, for a quite a long time, I was the only female in my uh, department uh, until the head of department got changed. But uh, I would say that it was a great experience because uh, all the all the uh, people in my department really supported me. They uh, didn't send me on field trips unless and until superior need was there because they were like, okay, okay, uh, we'll handle it and all that. So they were really supportive with that. But uh, I guess uh, it's it, it it has its pros and cons because you don't have every time uh, you know we, you don't talk to uh, people about everything that you're that you have on mind. So I guess yeah, we need a better gender diversity in our teams. So my ratio was like uh, we were fifteen is to one, like very low. Okay, so my experience is like completely different. I had a team of seven, and four of us were female. So uh, uh, we had like an amazing, amazing gender ratio. Actually, this was across my organization. I would say like except for the uh, operations part of it, because uh, the systems part, because they would require night shifts, and then that used to be a problem. But like uh, our team was one of the best female ratios. Uh, uh, I think one of the reasons is that uh, we uh, mostly uh, had like so creative. Uh, was one of the roles that we had then uh, the kind of roles basically which we were requiring in our team were uh, something which would normally see like females uh, in those kind of roles so like uh, there's content and then marketing then uh, you know the roles wherein you need to influence other people uh, so i think girls are pretty good at handling something like that so one of the reasons i think we had a very very good generation in our team uh, okay, you guys just mentioned about, you know, field work and generally these kind of work is something that women don't take up uh, very commonly. And similarly, I particularly had a job where I had worked in all sorts of shift. And in my team, both guys and girls both equally used to work in like night shift, morning shift and all sorts of shifts. So how has been your experience with particularly the field job or a shift job or um, and how was how did your company dealt with it? So, and what could have been done better you just to ensure, you know, the safety for women? Like you mentioned, Divya, even uh, I was working in shifts, uh, not particularly the night shifts. Uh, the client was US client. So to walk along with them, we had to stretch our timings. So it would go around 12 to 1. Company have pretty uh, well laid out protocols that we follow for booking the cabs or to ensure the safety. Uh, once you get down of the cab, uh, the driver has to enter the OTP and I also have to enter the OTP. Those kind of precautions were always there in place to make sure that we are safe. Not just me, uh, in the IT companies, it is um, pretty usual that all the women do work along with the guys. And yeah, it is actually fun to work in the night shifts. Yeah, so I come from mostly automotive, like my internships have also been automotive and my ex-employer was also automotive. Like Reshri mentioned, I think uh, through the years, a lot of standardization has happened to ensure women's safety, especially uh, with the, you know, with the working hours, with the shifts uh, to work with. Even one thing that, you know, it never occurred to me that the gender ratio was really off in my particular team was because in our, in our ex-employer at least, the shop floor, the test cells, uh, the testing teams, the even at night, like you know, there was one time that I had a client and I had to address it at like 11, 11 p.m. and my wife wasn't working at home, so I came to office to work. 
and there were there were female HRs in the on the floor at that point of time at 11 p.m. at night, and similarly there were many women around, uh, which were in the different cells and everything. So it seems very safe. You have women security guards as well. So that's, it's a very nice uh, environment that was created. So you never feel odd, even if you know your team actually does not have a good composition. So my team, like I mentioned, uh, I had a sales head who was a female and like majority of the sales executives were also like girls. There was never this thing that it's not safe uh, or something because like primarily I think because there was no uh, involvement of ships or something. And so they would actually travel a lot. I would say like uh, in one day they had to travel, I guess, uh, for three to four hours one way, but they would never hesitate from doing any of uh, that. Actually, they were very proactive in that. Apart from that, uh, I personally have gone on a couple of field uh, visits as well. And uh, it was like an amazing experience. And I, I actually used to look forward to it because like being a marketing executive, it's like having the sales experience makes you a better marketer, right? So I think uh, it's not at all something that girls should be. People normally have this tendency of saying that uh, you are a girl, so uh, on-field job is not not for you. So I don't think it's anything like that. And nowadays, industry also does not look at you in that way. But the thing is that you need to take the girls. It, the girl itself, so herself, needs to take that initiative. But if she herself is going to back off, then it might be a problem. But uh, as long as girls are ready to go out there and you know do it, so uh, I think it's all good for girls. Uh, yeah, so uh, I worked across Accenture and Bharat Electronics both. So I could give you a, a private versus public uh, comparison over here right now. So my Accenture experience was just like uh, Vaishnavi said, we had a cab, we even have guards, we have OTP. So they are very strict about their uh, policies uh, if there is a you know night shift or early morning shift, whatever it is. But on comparison, uh, public sectors are not so uh, aware or uh, vigil about their, uh, you know, female employees. Even, even uh, you know, um, I used to travel at 12 at midnight and uh, I used to commute uh, on empty roads, but no support was there, I guess. So that was a really difficult time for me because then I had to tell them that this is my limitation because as a female, I... Uh, still have to, you know, uh, be a citizen of India and it's not as safe as, uh, you know, other countries are. Adding to that, the public sector needs to be a little more strict about their women employees because most of the public offices don't have proper sanitation, uh, even toilets are not there. We hear so much news about that female employees, even the government ones, are not having a proper defecation area. So that's really uh, something they need to really work upon. Yeah, Samya, I think I also agree with you here that, you know, even though we have made a lot of progress, there are still some gaps that need to be filled. In fact, a lot of women, they leave their jobs just because of the lack of flexibility. So, uh, and other than flexibility, we have another major issue and that is gender pay gap. So there have been a lot of discussion over this in recent times across the world and women still get 23% less wages than men, especially in lower paid jobs. So one of the most quickest and effective ways to narrow gender pay gaps is through minimum wages, especially for low-paid workers. And since women are starkly overrepresented in low-paid work, it would usually benefit women more dramatically. Germany, for example, recently introduced a national minimum wage to tackle this stubborn gender wage gap of 22.4%. So this needs to be backed up by universal social protection as well. 
So what are your opinions about unequal pay? The initiative that is taken up is really necessary one that should be adapted everywhere. The minimum wage thing, because it would encourage everyone to take it up. There should not be any differentiation just because of the gender thing. So it should be solely depend on the skill and the performance that you are doing in your job. That's what I feel. Yeah, I think gender pay gap is is a pestering issue which has been there around and uh, and it's like in different skills and uh, bodies of work, right? So I mean, I, I being from a manufacturing industrial uh, space also, so seeing that you know on the shop floor and off the shop floor in the in the design teams, you see a different uh, different structure to the gender pay pay issues and. Uh, Especially in the in the uh, in the blue collar jobs, you see that more often. I don't know why as to uh, that is there. The logic does not make ever any sense, but it's very often that you see that. Also, in terms of um, I would say that off the shop floor in the normal uh, R and D setup or uh, anywhere else that you have, you would see that you know even if you are working on the same uh, same uh, salary grade. You are probably on the lower side, and they're on the upper side. That happens quite often, even for the same works. Also, I think a lot of times companies, even if they give promotions, they are largely cosmetic. Uh, they're not. Uh, they're just to balance out that you know. Okay, we have like a ten uh, male member team. Let's promote one female. Make it at least ten percent diversity, uh, instead of you know having this like a hundred percent no diversity. uh however um, in my experiences uh, i haven't uh, really experienced any pay gaps of, as such between um, males and females i guess they are you know more uh, judged upon the skills and the performance that they have and they are promoted accordingly okay so in my experience i personally i haven't experienced any pay gaps as such but uh, taking up the thing about promotion uh yes it's like it happened just in my previous job with me only so there was this guy who joined more than half year after me and he was like junior to me in every aspect but still uh, in spite of having asked for a particular designation i was completely like straight down denied it and the other person he did not even ask for it and he was just given and like he was like in no way superior to me in any ways like or uh, even in skills or uh, skill set so when i asked like why is this discrimination being done so i was given an answer so something like he is more skilled in the technical part of it and uh, you are not so you need to upskill yourself but the thing was that i was the one who used to tell him things and not the other way around so that was very uh, disturbing and uh, actually it was very discouraging i was like really i should probably just leave this company and go somewhere else where they have like better uh, reasoning to give at least for the promotion okay so coming to the final question now so how do you expect the workplace over the next coming years what do you think the changes can be made to encourage more women into workforce and especially in leadership positions um encouraging women to take up uh, new roles new creative and diversified roles and 
like we talked a lot about this flexibility things giving those kind of incentives in terms of this not monetary incentives i meant this kind of flexible works leaves like i have mentioned the zomato policy these kind of policies really encourage everyone to take up those kind of jobs and when you give the diversified roles and more and more people get interested in it and when you see a career trajectory a very good career trajectory not for everyone at least if you see one person having that and it really encourages everyone uh, like in my case i have always looked up to indra nui as my uh, uh, motivation or inspiration when you see such kind of persons it always encourages you to do something in your life i don't i won't say that there are no social barriers or no hurdles for us to go ahead but now we are breaking each and everything and encouraging women to take up such will always uh, bring many and other people see you need to have a different perspective in your boardroom or in your project or everywhere this kind of, uh, with the changing consumer perspective or with the changing environments the different perspective is always necessary and uh, giving like we mentioned the giving incentives and all these kind of things and making the environment conducive will always encourage women to take up such things which is very necessary these days right i think i agree with avashvi is i think some companies are really leading the way forward providing some really liberal and some really uh, i think not just liberal but just out of the box more considerate laws which are more effective than just cosmetic or uh, you know laws a lot of the policies which companies have are just cosmetic so uh, that's really uh, you know having a effective policy in place is really important uh another thing that i feel that you know like when we spoke about ideals and icons it's very important to have ideals and icons i think the fact that you know in my senior leadership amongst the seven people there was a one lady and she was such a such a such a personality of she had so much personality that you know the fact that she overshadowed everyone in that room and have been there with you know the senior management and the everyone and when she walks in you know you know that you know what kind of personality and uh, a dominance she commands so it's really important that you know uh, such uh, such icons are there present and and the fact that you know most women i mean she was very helping she was very far reaching out like you know if you reach out to her and ask her questions i mean even if there were director level people in our office who were female they would very comfortably come and share anecdotes from their regular lives how they manage you know family and life and those things so that kind of an open culture is very important and it needs to be promoted that dialogue needs to be promoted that you know how did women uh, you know triumph their uh, their uh, their hurdles because i think we have a different kind of a journey than men uh, we have different hurdles on our uh, on our journey to reach any kind of a position uh, in in a, in a company so i think that uh, in the coming years um, like i said already that we have we are seeing a progression wherein women are sort of getting that uh, you know place that they should be um, i think we be seeing a lot more women uh, one thing uh, like we already mentioned that industry wants uh, women and we can already see that in our mba uh, process as well we have like extra marks for for women like you get points for just being a girl so that you can get into mba school and then the school can give you to the industry so uh, with such initiatives we can uh, be assured that we will be represented pretty well in the top management positions 
It is clear from our entire discussion that corporates are changing or in fact, the world is inclining towards change. However, there is another perspective. Now that these policies have been made and in fact, in some cases have been so for some time, how does it feel to have a privilege? For example, in case of our exams, we have some extra points for gender diversity. So regardless of our capabilities, we women can be branded as token members. How does that make you feel? It certainly doesn't feel to get entitled as a token member for sure. Uh, but see, uh, you the colleges, why do they have is they want the different perspective of every person and every gender to feel empathetic towards the situations which is different to different gender. So they need that. But giving that small push is okay. On the flip side, that push should not overpower other important things like uh, your knowledge or your uh, how your hard work or anything. It should not overpower. Anything within the limits is fine and okay. That that a small push is necessary, but only till some point. Uh, you can't ask uh, like everyone is evolving and the culture is evolved and you can't have this reservation and this uh, for gender equality thing for a decade or coming 15 years. So till the situation improves and everyone gets aware of it, that small push is necessary. And at the same time, it should not overpower any other factors also. That's that's the important thing. And a check has to be there on that. Uh, I don't want to sound very bitter, but uh, you know how people actually uh, latch on to things that are trending. It's It's the era of trends. So whatever is trending, they go with it. So for an organization, it's really trendy to have a lot of women leaders. For an organization, it's really trendy to have a high uh, gender ratio, a balanced workforce, why not? So from the eyes of a recruiter, from the eyes of a jury member, from the eyes of a professor who is on the panel of admission uh, in India, specifically in India, I would say that if I get two candidates, a male and a female, Yes, and a female is a little back on the academics, a little lower on the academic side. But then I will feel I would feel a push to select that candidate because that would actually lead my organization to, you know, uh, have a better performance in another areas like you know gender equality that you're promoting females. So it has become a trend also, you know, and people are really uh, people really feel proud to uh, present their organization as a very women friendly area, you know, and they support uh, women in, in in their future endeavors. But uh, I think uh, once the trend goes up, once it's, you know, it's all equal, once the gender equality has taken place, then what? After that, it would simply go back to how it was, I guess. It's just a perception, but yes. In my opinion, uh, it's just till the time it reaches its uh, maximum height, the apex, and then again, would it will be on a decline. So I think there should be something more to it, not incentivize uh, the women workforce, but also, you know, uh, in a qualitative way, the workforce should be diverse in a qualitative way. This is not just, you know, incentivizing it. So this question uh, is, is like very rightly raised. Um, so I have myself heard, like, uh, I just happened to overhear it. 
this similar thing kind of being discussed in my top management so uh, on our company website uh, we have to we there's a particular section where in you uh, kind of uh, showcase all the top management leaders like under the our, our leadership section of the of your website right so over there we had this uh, only one female was there that time and um, so that that's when the discussion started like we just have one lady over here so then one of the top management members was like okay it's it's fine right like one is enough right we are done like we are represented so like we are good to go so that was really like really bad to like i being a female I, myself i felt really what <laughs> what are you talking about so uh, yeah that uh, tokenism kind of a thing is happening but but like uh, again i think um, people are you know like they have taken this lady in their organization they have started to see the benefits like what uh, why you should take a lady you get a different perspective of things um they more empathetic uh, in certain roles they are just like well more, more suited to that particular role so i think that slowly as and when they are seeing the benefits of including women they are obviously like taking them for their talents and not just because they're supposed to take it obviously if you are a sales head and you have your own targets to meet you're not going to hire a female just to show off right you are going to hire someone who is going to help you meet your targets and if that's a female you will take her so i don't think that uh, women are proving their mettle so um, their representation won't uh, like kind of decline because people realize like that is important thing to have so yeah uh, it um, tokenism um it is happening but uh, i don't think it will continue for a very long time because women will prove their mettle and so people will shut up as you guys have rightly pointed that is some in really interesting question to ponder upon that what after this tokenism reaches its saturation so in present times the backdrop of women and the workplace has matured exponentially in the past decades so awareness and consciousness is the first step towards equality and why stop at equality and why not push for equity and justice so on that note i would like to thank all of you for joining us today for this podcast and for more such engaging conversations keep listening to reflections thank you